Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Wednesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience, a really good head of hair, and we're rocking two really ugly Christmas sweaters in the booth today. Ugly Christmas well, sweaters? I guess maybe sharp no, 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 Christmas no. sweaters. We're fashionable. <laughs> I want to say, don't, don't, don't get it twisty. You know, I, I didn't even get a chance to let you finish your amazing, I, I'm, a sound, I'm trying to sound intelligent, but I don't even know if he's using it right, your, your amazing soliloquy. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't even know if I, I like used that. it right. I just, it, it, it felt right. It Solilo- just felt right. Soliloquy. A little soliloquy. But let's be real, man. Both of our sweatshirts, because they're sweatshirts, you know, no hoodies, are. No, yep. no hoodies attached. Yep. We look clean. Crew neck for you older heads neck, out there. Yes, yes. And, and, and Champion brand. So, you know, the, the Ooh, quality yeah. associated with Champion. That's right. And shout out to, to, to the local brands, man. You're, you're rocking WVU. Mm-hmm. I got Still City on, you know, keeping it 412 Great official. clothing store. Absolutely, man. So, so yeah. D- d- put, put a little respect mm. on our threads. Our sharp our, sweaters. Our, our festive sweaters. <laughs> and if you want to get involved, uh, let's have a day today. It's all on the table. It's all on the cookie table. I mean, why Arthur not? Motes. We might even throw a little hotline roulette. That's just how we feeling today. This, is our, only, this is our only show of the week. So, uh, you want to talk... The Bungles game Monday night. You want to look ahead to the Colts. You want to talk about Christmas. You know where to find us. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Arthur Motes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas or not. Not really. That's kind of <laughs> actually what I wanted to complain about. Uh, Go ahead, say it. We've got another nice day here. I didn't want any more nice days. You know, can I just tell you how depressing it was last week? This is okay? our last nice day. Don't worry about it. We <laughs> we haven't had a, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and granted, I think I've lived here a little bit longer than oh, you, you have. But I know you have. Yep, I'm with I, you. I can't remember the last time there was a white Christmas in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, I agree. And you've been here for long enough now, too, that you got yeah. a big sample size yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm six six years in yeah. now. So, yeah, for me, I definitely, I don't think I've had a white Christmas. I've I always kind of overlap between my buffalo and here i'm like right right a lot of white christmases buffalo, and i'm like no no no, no. yeah i had a lot of buffalo but but none here you're right none Mm-mm. i i can't remember the last time we've had one here and last week you know we got all that snow and it was great it was like all right here we go and the reports were saying that tomorrow or you know depending on when you listen no, to this on the podcast snow again yeah it was supposed to snow christmas eve evening which would have been great right because then you wake up on christmas uh-huh. and it's white christmas 70% chance of snow. I was all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Now it's supposed to be in the high 50s and be rain instead. Okay. No, not okay. That's horrible. Okay. Arthur Motes, I would rather have it be 90 degrees and sunny and uh-huh. be on the beach than to be rainy on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Quick, or quick rain. question. Rain is the worst. On Christmas, I mean, aren't most of the time you're going to be inside anyways? Whether you're, you're at your um, house or you're going to a relative's house, but you're inside, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what are we complaining about, man? Come on, man. Listen, listen, listen. I want to be able to go sweating. My friend, my friend. You're going to have more than enough days of snow. I can assure you of that. We Think about the last time we've had two major snows this early for us. We usually don't get that type of snow until end of January, February. That's true. The fact that we're getting this... I mean, we literally got snow right after Thanksgiving. Remember that? We forget is, that first is, snow we got. Is the farmer's almanac calling a, a, for a exactly, nasty winter? Exactly, man. You, you, I you. Hope so. <laughs> you say it now. <laughs> You're right, but then when it takes me a, exactly. 90 minutes to get down because here. Because what you forget is I'm this. I'm driving in with all these people going 30 miles say, an hour. What, what you, what, what you forget snow. is this. We still drive in here all through January. <laughs> We're still going to be driving in here in February. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with that. <laughs> You know what we need to do? We need to crowdsource this, all right? Because, hey, COVID times, revenues are down for everybody. Everybody's wearing more hats. They're not going to hire a producer for us, Motsi. I think that ship has sailed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the producer here. I wonder if we could get it like a an intern producer or, you mm. know, like somebody who would just do it for free <laughs> that could come into the building every day and push the buttons for us. And then you and I that can do the show from home. Awesome. So somebody else can, you know, so somebody risk... from Pitt, Duquesne, right, some Robert Morris. Kid, you know, we'll yeah. write you nice recommendation mm-hmm. letters. You know, Motes will sign a picture for you. I'll get you tickets to the symphony whenever yeah, that's a man. thing again. And, and, and Wes to take you to get something to eat, man. He, <laughs> he's got all the hookups with the restaurants and stuff. <laughs> we, you know, we need somebody here to push the buttons so that you and I don't have to risk life and limb to do this, you know, in the, this is true. the seven, eight, nine, ten inches of snow that are that are definitely coming that, down That, that the you line. cannot wait for, that, that you are so eager to have. I'm like, can they just wait? So we're finished with all our radio stuff, please, please, please. And, and okay, and even if we're not finished with it, at least to the point where we got somebody that could work and we do it remotely. Until that right, happens, right. like hey, we, we, we don't need all that just yet. Snow it snows the second week of February after the Super Bowl. Then you can do all the snowing you sure. want. And you know why too, <laughs> Arthur Motes. I'm gonna go out. This hasn't been, this hasn't been announced officially yet, but I'm gonna go out on a limb, okay? Uh-huh. And say I'm not gonna be traveling to Indianapolis for the combine there in February. There is a strong possibility you won't be you know traveling. You know what they say happens when you assume, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not spending a week in Indianapolis this February like I normally do for the combine. Strong, strong possibility. I'm I'm totally – we're totally chasing shiny silver objects to start the show here, but it's the day before the day before. It's the penultimate day to Christmas Eve, okay? Boom. What are they going to do? Like, I, there's probably not going to be a combine, right? Is it is the emphasis just going to be on pro days this year? How do you think they're going to handle that? I know, again, um, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but no, now you're that, good. Now I, I do brought think, it up. I do think they will have an emphasis on pro days, very similar to what we saw last year. Remember, during combine slash pro day time frame was when COVID really became prevalent right, in the like U.S. Early March. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we saw as soon as pro day, I mean, as soon as combines ended, Anybody who had their pro day set up for those first, you know, week or two following the uh, combine were able to get those in. Then, obviously, afterwards, when we had the big national shutdown, but a lot of those scouts were going out there to those pro days because of that. So I do think we'll see something similar because it's going to be hard to operate with the combine as we know it, which is what 300 juniors and seniors housed in the same hotel. Hundreds of media, yeah, about to say hundreds of media, scouts, organizational people. I mean, you think all teams are showing up 10, 12 deep just with coaches and and GMs. And then all those colleges are doing the same thing as well to be there to support their guys. Not to mention all the media stuff like you said. And and all the vendors as well. You think about Nike and Reebok. That's when you get those endorsements worked out. Those deals get done there as well. You know this, obviously. Uh, You were there as a player. I've now covered two of the combines the last two years and, and been there for the whole week. 
I tell people, like, when people have asked me what it's like, Moats, it's like a county fair almost. Oh, yeah. But it's for a, football. For it's, people. It's like a yeah. county fair for football. We, we talked about the time. We said, this is when we are the meat market. It, but, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. You're, the, you're the cows that yeah, are getting I, trotted out I said, there. I said, literally, like, well, let's grade this cow. I said, I said y'all want to talk about, <laughs> you know, your, your mental health. You want to talk about degrading. I said, man, I literally had to walk out there in my compressions only. And then they just iron. They're like, uh, all right. Little, little, little chunky on the side. I like his arms. Kind of short. Ah, oh, big legs, though. Ah, uh, all right. We'll give him a B plus. You're like, what? <laughs> like, get out of here, man. Best <laughs> in show, Arthur. <laughs> then they go to the next guy. Oh, yeah, he's overweight. I don't like this guy. You're like, bro, he's, he's literally 225. Like, what do you mean he's overweight? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I cannot imagine that that's happening this year. Um, So, yeah, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Starting the second week in February. That's That sounds perfect to me. That that I would love that. I don't. Again, we don't really know where to go with the show today. We're gonna we're gonna talk some Colts specifics. Uh, you still got some matchups for us, Arthur Motes, to mm-hmm. keep an eye on. Uh, we could do a little. We'll do a little best of the West, obviously, on this Wednesday. Um, but we'll take your tweets for sure. Uh, we got some score predictions rolling in here. I was already. Say, we, yeah, you got to have all that because <laughs> literally this the the penultimate. Well, actually, this is our. No, this, no, this is, is our, our own, this yeah. is our last show yeah. of the week. It's the penultimate to the holiday break. Today yeah. is the penultimate That's day to the saying. holiday yeah. break. The holiday so, break starts tomorrow. Yeah. And the game's <laughs> Sunday, so we ain't going to be back. <laughs> I'm not going to be here, <laughs> to quote Magic Johnson. Uh, so, like I said, only show of the week, last show before Christmas break, everything's on the cookie table, all right? Everything's on the table. Whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about the Bengals game. You want to look ahead to the Colts. You want to give score predictions. You got Christmas questions. Uh We'll get to it all today. Chris tweets us here, at Wesley Euler at the body 52. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Question for Arthur Motes. What is Coach Tomlin saying to these guys behind closed doors right now? Is he dropping the hammer, or is he trying to get their confidence back? How does that work? Um, He's going to be very assertive and very stern with them, but he's not going to be cookie cutter, which I I don't, I don't want to say that he's implying that with that tweet, but it's not going to be uh, – this is the message for everyone. When Coach Tomlin speaks, when he's talking in front of the room, he's going to be more detail-oriented, right, in terms of these are the things that we need to address from a a big-picture standpoint. These are the things we need to address from a short-term standpoint or micro versus macro standpoint. And then from there, once that official meeting is done and he's already giving you the different reasons as to why we need to address this, as to why this went well and this didn't go well, then he individually addresses certain people and not in the setting like that because he knows certain people can't handle that, right? Some people respond well to being called out in front of everyone. Yeah. Cam Hayward, that's my brother. That's one of the guys like that. It's been numerous means I sat in right next to this guy. And even if he didn't even play bad, he could play good. Coach is still going to paint the pictures if he played bad because, you know, that's going to motivate Cam. But now with certain people that you can't necessarily do that with because, like I said, some people, they just respond differently. It's not a right or wrong to that. It's just the human, H, the human nature of it. people learn differently. You, you, you know, know what, what I mean? Called? Like, it's the duality of man. It's the duality, it's the duality, of, duality of man, Arthur Motes. So, so for me – when, when I think of that, I know, okay, with Coach Tomlin, he'll address Deontay, he'll address Ebron, he'll address the receiving group, right? But he's going to do that separately. He's going to do that in person in an intimate setting hmm. where it's trust, where it's a safe room so everybody can share what they truly feel is happening right and wrong. He's going to do the same thing on defense. He's going to address some of the, the inside linebacker play and, and say, well, look, man, I understand the scenario. I understand the odds and how it's stacked hmm. up against you, but we still need better play. And he's going to address that to them in a manner in which they will receive it and, re- and and ultimately 
feel comfortable implementing that in their work week. But that's the one thing that I always value with Coach Tomlin is some of these coaches I've been around, man, they only know one way. They only know we are got to be super hard or we got to be super friendly, buddy-buddy, or they only address you in front of everyone. They address us right. all the exact same way. Right. And you have to realize, man, everybody handles situations different. Everybody handles adversity different. It's no different. We're watching a game at Heinz Field. It's two minutes left. We're still are down one. Half the crowd is going to be nervous, anxious, losing their mind. The other half is going to be excited like, yo, I can't wait. We're about to do something crazy to win this game here. Arthur Motes is going to be like, I can't wait. I'm about to do something crazy to win this game here. Wesley Euler is going to be losing his mind. <laughs> and that's what he really wanted to say. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But but the just duality of man. <laughs> but that that's the thing though, and I feel like Coach Simon is so in tune with his team as well that he's able to understand that he's able to read the room, he's able to read the players and know when I need to speak to these guys, when I need to call them out right. in front of people, when I need to send That's a part message. Of leadership, right? right, when do I need to send a message through the through the media? We saw him do that two weeks ago versus the Bills. What did he say? Man, they were more physical than us. We should never be out physical, but they were that day. That message was delivered. I told you later that week, we talked to Avery Williamson, we talked to Marcus Allen. They reiterated the fact that they want to come out and be more physical. So you are you you can see the different methods, the different ways in which he goes about motivating, in which he goes about letting the guys know when they're doing well and when they're not doing well. And I think that's why this team historically has responded to him so well. Yeah, I think that's well said. And and you touched on it there too. We know uh, when Mike Tomlin talks to the media, he's talking to his players. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. It's it's the same way, right, that teachers have to know that kids learn differently. Yes. Some are visual, some are audio, some it's it's with writing things down. It, it's it's the same way that people respond to criticism. Some are better when they get called out in front of people. Others, you got to have those conversations more intimately, more privately, if you want a positive response. And and again, that you know, the best coaches like Mike Tomlin know how to push those buttons. They got their their finger on that pulse. Absolutely, man. And- I mean, that's why when you hear all the players that have played under him currently or formerly, they all speak very highly of him, and they more so talk about the man-to-man relationship, the, the right. mutual respect, because that's not always a given on either side. It's true. Because I tell people all the time, I mean, some of these these coaches, man, they, you, you walk in and you feel like you, you should already be respected, and they look at you like, no, you got to earn my respect. And then some players look at coaches the exact same way, like, man, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've done. You got you to gotta make me respect you as a coach. So everybody handles those scenarios different. But, man, that's the one thing, like you said with Coach Tomlin, great job of just reading it, great job yeah. of understanding it and knowing when to speak, when not to, when to be hard, when to be more of, you know, of the cutting, when to be of a technician, sure. you know, when to be more blunt. So Good cop, bad cop. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and trust me, man, he, he plays it well. Definitely plays it well, man. Uh, Joan with a funny tweet here uh, talked about how she missed the show on Monday. Um, because what we were, were you doing, Joan? You we can't be missing early, the you know, show. We our normal, I, know, yeah, well, she, yeah. I think she caught the show, but we weren't live. Yeah, we weren't you know, we, live. we'd yeah. recorded it earlier. She caught it on the, on, on, uh, the podcast. On the, on the podcast, or it was replayed here at noon, even yeah. though you know we were live at, at ten with Wolf on Monday on, on the game day. Uh, and so Joan says, since I you know didn't get my prediction in and everything's on the table today, am I too late to pick the Bengals to upset the Steelers twenty-seven yeah. seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> hey man. I for some reason, I, I, one for Joan. I, I was about to say, I think she 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 really got that pick on the head right there, man. <laughs> That's good. It's That's like a, good. A score whisper. I'm taking her to Vegas. We got her. <laughs> yeah, Joe, get us your picks before for the weekend before yeah. we get out of here. How you feeling about some of these college basketball games tonight? <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body.
Buddy. Uh, we will continue to get to your tweets. We got them rolling in here. Uh, we'll have Best of the West Wednesday. Arthur Motes will give you the five-star matchups for Steelers-Colts. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk some, some Christmas cookies, some Christmas movies, and some shenanigans, I'm sure, before we get out of here as well. Everything on the table for the only Steelers Blitz of the week. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler, and you're listening to SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, are you feeling the spirit yet? <sighs> yes! Euler <laughs> <laughs> Motes, last show before the holiday, so everything is on the table. We got a lot of Christmas questions rolling in. We'll get to some of those as we go along here. Uh, you know the drill. You know where to find us on the Twitter.com if you want to chime in. And Arthur Motes, uh, we got some good questions here. We all do? Right. Okay, all right. I like the good questions then. Let's cook up. Um, Steven here says, or Steven wants to know if you paid attention to things that, you know, that, that media was saying while you were a player, fans were saying while you were a player. How much did you pay attention to that stuff personally? Um, Early on, I listened to it a lot more than mm -hmm. later on. Early on, I mean, it was more so just the excitement of being talked about. <laughs> I, I took that whole... Every every press every press is good press to heart. I didn't care if it was somebody tweeting about me negative because I mean, early on, I mean Instagram wasn't even out. I'm talking like right. 10, 11, 12 time sure, frame before sure. I got to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, you would go on Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. You know what I mean? More so Twitter. So it was like, all you right, search cool. your name and see yeah, what as long are as, as long as they talk about me, I don't care what right, wrong, or indifferent. Cool, I like it. <laughs> then once I got here and I realized like how much bigger of a platform we have as Steelers, and then having the success that we had here both individually and as a team, that's when I really was like, you know what? I don't need to be looking at all this stuff anymore because now it's just too much because now yeah. you're spending too much time doing the whole, all right, well, I'm I, this person says something, I'm going to remember them. All right, that person <laughs> says something, all right, I'm, I'm going to see them again. I know they want to autograph. I'm going to catch them in a month. You know what I mean? It's no biggie. And I was like, man, why am I wasting my time, you know, being enamored with the negativity when I can just be focusing on the positive? And I said, literally, the only negative that's around it that's even – that comes in contact with me was through social media. Right. So that's when I start the transition to just, I control my narrative. I only put out what I want to put out. And from there, I'm only going to see the stuff I want to see. And if I don't, I just block it. Just like, block it. It's that simple for me, you man. Get block. Yeah. I'm like, Matumbo. I'm like, y'all Y'all think Michael Thomas and Durant sensitive. They just talk. I, I'm sensitive too. I'm just sensitive in the blocking way. <laughs> uh, you're sensitive. Yeah. People never know it. Yeah. Until I'm, they go I'm, check on your page I'm again. and they Block. Block. <laughs> block. <laughs> No soup for you. Yeah. What Juju Ben Hayden Akura for tweets. 
Trees, artificial or natural? Natural. 100%. Always. 100%. Always natural. 100%. And now, there's some exceptions. Was that a trick question? <laughs> There's some exceptions, all right. Like if you, like for example, you know, I, I lived by myself in Ohio for for two Christmases, yes, you know, before my yes. wife got married and I moved to Philly. I wasn't getting a real tree Correct. from you know for myself. And I, although I, one year my mom brought me out a real this tiny little like See? two foot tree, my mom brought it out when she was visiting me. Um, you know, if if maybe you're a an older couple now, you know, like if, yeah. if your grandparents, if, if, if you now are and you in live your by prime yourself, living yeah. years, yes, or your second prime living years, that's that yes. forty to sixty range, right? Yes. If you if you're anywhere between you know twenty seven mm-hmm. to sixty. And you're, you have your yeah. own place of living? Yes. Preferably like a, a, a standalone home. Correct. I mean, even sometimes house, but more so single home, a single family house, you should be having a real tree. Yeah, come on. Like, like, like you got kids? Like, come yeah. on. If you have a, if you a, have a mortgage, if you have a mortgage, <laughs> you should have a real tree. Kids, I love that. If you're renting, you, got, you can go to fake tree. If you, you rent, you go to fake tree. If you got a mortgage, mortgage right means you're an adult. You know how I always yeah. say to you when, when people ask us like Hall of Fame related questions, yeah. my, my answer is if you have to ask, the answer is no. Absolutely. That's my new answer for Christmas yeah, trees. Man. If you have a mortgage. If you have a mortgage, <laughs> the tree should be real. The tree should be real. Like, that, like seriously. <laughs> uh, what Juju Ben Hayden Okorafor also wants to know. Uh, why Ben isn't playing under center as much with the running back line behind, uh, with the running back lined up behind him? Are our guards not pulling well enough or fast enough? Well, huh. I mean, I was going to say, you never know about that quarterback center exchange. I was going to say, the exchanges haven't yeah. been great either. <laughs> but um, in terms of the, the tempo or the pace of the pullers, that really doesn't have an issue or really doesn't have an uh, impact on if Ben is under center or not. You're still going to have the same operating right. time if your quarterback center exchange under center to getting that ball to the running back is that much slower than if it's in the gun where it's traveling four or five yards through the air and then you're giving him the ball then you got other issues anyways I I don't think that you know Ben being under center or not is going to pertain to them running the ball I just think the biggest thing is Ben doesn't have a, a high comfort level with being under center which is why we predominantly never see him under there we've heard Zach Banner talk about them not going the route of the pistol because of the the center quarterback right. exchange they're not right. comfortable with. And we obviously saw uh, on Monday when they did go completely under center, just the, the fumbling of the snap and things like that. So I think the, him not being under center is more so related to him not having a desire to do that, not the offense just not wanting to right. run plays right. under center. I think, I mean, with Mason Rudolph, we saw Mason go under center sometimes. We saw Duck go under center sometimes. That's just not what Ben wants to do, and at this stage in his career, he's earned that right to dictate the plays that he's feel that he feels comfortable with. And I tell people all the time, when it comes to you know formulating that plan of is it based on my personnel or is it based on my scheme, you have to be flexible, man. If you got a 17 year vet who's done this at a high level, you formulate your plan around what he does right, well and right. doesn't do well. If you got a younger guy that's inexperienced, well, then you make it more scheme related because you want to be able to plug and play whoever mm-hmm. and make sure that you're still going to be able to be successful. So to me, that that's kind of my thought process with it, man. I, that's another reason why I haven't seen them or haven't even thought of pushing the issue for them to be under center more, man, because that's just not what he wants to do. And trust me, we want him to be as yeah. good and as comfortable as possible, especially at this stage in his career, man. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, Annie asks, what's Annie, the, are you okay? What's the key to beating the Colts? Well, we will do that with our five-star matchups before wow. we get out of here, Annie. And also, I want to know your two's top two favorite Christmas 
cookies. Hmm. Warm ones. I mean, I'm not. I ain't got no type. As long as it's warm and I got a glass of milk, I'm. Jake, see, I'm, ha- I'm so housing them. If if we're chocolate chip, if I mean, we're yeah, like if we're like that type of stuff, classic, then yes, I'm with you. I want it warm. But like with my sugar cookies, for example, Ooh, I don't have okay. a preference. It's like, all right, just give me the sugar cookie as that's is. Fair. As long as it's covered in sprinkles. That's my only it, it has to have sprinkles. <laughs> has to. I uh, love my sprinkles. <laughs> G Robdo, my fellow Big Twelve brethren. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never gave him grief. Uh, my Mountaineers beat his Iowa State Cyclones and, and basketball that, over the weekend. Let that ride. You, you got to talk to him. Let, let him, him know that. Let him off the hook. Yeah. Although we did lose to Kansas last night, so maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut. It happens to the best of us. If only there could be one, or if you could only have one Steelers issue fixed before the playoffs, what would you want it to be? He says, for me, it's the execution um, from Big Ben in the offense. I'm not giving up, uh, but it's hard to see uh, or to watch this play out. Merry Christmas, oh, fellas. This is easy for me. One thing. It's actually a two-part, but it would just be Ben's accuracy hmm. and his timing. Yeah. Those are the, the – I mean, it's literally three things that I feel like he's been struggling with. The yeah. accuracy on the deep ball, his timing on the underneath routes, and just his reading of coverages. We saw him get confused a couple of times against the Bengals. Those would be the, the quote-unquote three things. But to just sum it up, just I would like Ben to be better. I would like Ben to be more accurate. <laughs> yeah. And since uh, – that would have been my answer too, um, but since you took that – how about the offensive line? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying that all of a sudden I want them to, all five guys to be at an all-pro performance, but we know that they are are more talented than the performances that they've been having. So a uh, you know a bit of a a 180 for the offensive line. That, I like that, that's that's the direction that I would go. Uh, but I'm with you in, in terms of some of that accuracy stuff. If if you could only pick one thing, um, okay. So David here, the Photoshop extraordinaire himself, mm-hmm. um, says you're shunned to a remote Christmas island, one holiday cookie one holiday movie, and one Steeler game on replay to take with you. Now, we kind of answered the holiday cookie thing there already. Okay. Okay? And when we come back here, Arthur Motes, you and I have a little movie thing planned where we will say our favorite holiday movie. This so is we'll true. we'll save that suspense. One Steeler game you're taking with you. Um, hmm. I always get stuck with this one. Just my one. But, all right, we'll go, uh, was that 20, I think it was 2016. Was that the Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go 2016 Immaculate Christmas Immaculate extension. Day. Yeah, color rose jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong with that one. That was a fun game. Yeah. 2005. Mm-hmm. Divisional round of the playoffs in Indianapolis against the Colts. The Jerome Bettis fumble. The Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger tackle. The bullcrap called back interception on Troy Polamalu. <laughs> And then the choke job by my WVU brethren, Mike Vanderjack. That was I was I was 14 years old. That was really like my first kind of true steal. And no, that's not that's not fair because my real first vivid Steelers playoff memory was uh, the first one at Heinz Field that comeback mm-hmm. win against the Browns. But that I mean anybody. I don't care if you were a kid. I don't care if you had lived through the '70s Steelers. That game, you'll never forget those emotions, the highs and lows thinking that we won it with Jerome Bettis, <laughs> thinking it was over, thinking that Troy Polamalu had sealed the game, and then thinking that they ripped it away from him. And then Mike Vanderjack, who hadn't missed a kick since Nom, misses like a 40-yarder, and the Steelers end up winning and go to the AFC Championship game. I could rewatch that a few see, times. I, I like, see, this is why I like this show, because you give me that, because you've been a fan. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you said, oh, five? 
I know. Said, boy, I didn't give a kid. I, I can take you, four four were fact. Were you football team or Cowboys? I, I was going to say. I, I was going to tell you four four. Well, never football team. That, that's, that's right. That's right. Never that's football team. Cowboys back in yes, five. but but I was going to say I remember that game, but I only remember the highlights because I didn't even watch it. Because like I said, for me, I was I didn't like the Steelers because I was a Cowboys fan, and then I never really liked the Colts. I'm like, oh man, y'all just play indoor, so it's easy. So, yeah, yeah. But I have seen it after the fact. But the emotions that you're talking about being there, in terms of, like, watching it as it's happening, totally different. Uh, We got some more questions about Christmas movies here. So uh, let me just say this. We got y'all. We got y'all. If you've tweeted a question about Christmas movies, stay with us. Come back on the other side, all right? Because we're going to have our little Best of the West Wednesday, but there might be a different flair to it this week. Now, are we going Best of the West before the the top of the hour, or are we going at the end of the hour? That's the real question. See, here was the thing. Um, I figured this discussion would be a lively one that would drum up a lot of participation. Mm -hmm. So I figured we'd do it here, because then we have plenty of time for your five-star matchups, and we're not pigeonholing things in the second hour of the show. Is that all right with you? I'm flexible. You know what I mean. Sounds good. So we will do a little Best of the West with a new twist on the other side, and we'll continue to get to your tweets. So keep the reaction rolling in. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas time this week. Uh, Good health, good tidings. If you're going anywhere, safe travels. Be careful out there. And uh, you know, Arthur Motes, big part of having a wonderful Christmas time is the movies that we decide to watch at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of questions about that on the Twitter.com today. And you had a brilliant idea for me when we went to our first break. You said, I mean, do we really want to do our best of the West power rankings and <laughs> have to stomach how far we had the Steelers sliding down our lists? Oh, like, or, if, if you want to, we could do that. Note but, said, hey, uh, hey, you know? it's, it's your segment. If you want to, we, we could do it. Um... But Arthur Motes, you know, as he does a fine job of doing here, you know, this is this is a joint effort producing this show, folks. You know, I mean, Arthur Motes is not like a lot of these athletes who just rock up to the microphone. What? I'm a freeloader, you know that. And just freeload and think that their experience is I just, enough. Listen, I just get up here by. and just tell stories. I'm not giving you no detail. I'm not keeping up with the time. I'm just going to give you <laughs> no, war stories. Arthur That's Motes all I got. Is, he's a part of the show production. He's got ideas. He's got segment ideas. <laughs> and he goes, why don't we scrap ranking our top 10 teams in the NFL this week? And why don't we rank our top 10 Christmas movies instead? And I said, all right, bet. So I got my piece of paper here. Mm-hmm. I, did, I crossed a couple things out and moved a few things uh, along here. Um, I'm still not even like 100% yet. I, I, I love Christmas movies too much. So this is always the part where we debate on the fly how we want to do this. Like, do we want to go each give number 10 and count down to number one? Do we want to each give our lists and explain as we do it? I kind of like the, uh, let's go back and forth, 10 to 1. 10 to 1? Let's do that. All right, let's do it. And let me yeah. see here. I might even have a little sound effect. Take a little jingle. Take a little, <sighs> take a little holiday. Yeah. I want to be filled with glee. Let's see here. <laughs> eh, I don't know if any. Have I, got any- the, I got the gateway clipper corn here on the, here on the board. Let's just, let's go back and forth here, Arthur. Mose. Okay, All let's right. do it. Number 10. You want to go first? 
Sure. Uh, for me, man, number 10, I got the original Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh. Dude, this is a movie for me that, man, I remember growing up, I actually grew up on 36th Street. So when the movie dropped, as a kid, I'm always like, dang, this movie's kind of like about the name, Two Streets Over. Mommy said, I can't go Two Streets Over, but this is a movie about Two Streets <laughs> Over. I'm like, I've never seen a guy that looks like this, but that's Two Streets Over. So for me... I would love when that move would come on. You also got to remember, too, like, during that time, it was whenever it come on TV or you get it from Blockbuster. Shout out to everybody who remembers Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Or you young Mm -hmm. young people, y'all ain't going to know that. But Blockbuster is the only way you can get it. Mm -hmm. So for me, man, I remember just the excitement when my folks brought in Miracle on 34th Street. And I was like, dang, this movie is dope. And then you watch it, I'm like, oh, this is nothing like my neighborhood. This neighborhood is awesome. I want to live there. (laughs) I dig it. I dig it. Number 10 on my list. Christmas Story. Ooh, classic. Classic. You'll shoot your eye out. Classic. Drink your Ovaltine. Don't lick the flagpole. Definitely lick the flagpole. I'll triple dog dare you. <sighs> don't say fudge, but the different F word in front of your father. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I think I loved this movie. I think everybody does love yes. this movie much more when yes. you're a kid, when you're growing up. Absolutely. Um, and so maybe I would even call it a little overrated in that sense, but it's top 10 for sure. I got It's, got, it's on my doubt. list. It's got to be Definitely on the list. I got it number 10. I like that. All right. Time for number nine. Time for number nine. <laughs> I got Jingle All The Way. Does anyone remember Jingle All The Way? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 it's Jingle All The Way, You're man. talking about the Turbo Man. Gotta get the Turbo Man. <laughs> like, dude, that movie was awesome. You're talking about the Turbo Man. That movie was awesome, man. I-, I loved it also because I'm a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. And just seeing his range. For me, you have to think, man, my first introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger was Terminator. Terminator 1, Terminator 2. I still watch Terminator. I have my kids watch Terminator. They come with me if you want to live. You know, like, like that's what I think of. When I think of Arnold I think of Terminator and get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. But then you see him in Jingle All The Way, and it's a totally different version of him. The dad, this frantic, trying to save Christmas for his son. He's going through it and doing everything possible to find out, you know, where he could get this toy at. Like, that's the beauty of this. I just love that movie. I love it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's perfect. Arthur Motes, I love that movie. It might be on my list as we roll along here. <laughs> but at number nine, uh, I've got another classic. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh. The Claymation 1964. Yes. Like, it it has just, to be that one. It's so pure nostalgia. Yeah. Like the winter wonderland. The outfits that they're all wearing. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I love it. I love it. It, it. You know, I used to watch that with my mom and my grandma all the time growing up. Um Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the original one from the 60s. That's number nine for me. I like it. I like it. At number eight, I have a movie you just talked about, A Christmas Story. There we go. Come on, man. You can't go wrong with A Christmas Story. And for me, I I do agree with you in terms of I liked it a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. But now for me having children... I get, I get, yeah, I get that because they love certain things about that movie. Like, oh, dad, I want this type of lamp in my room. Or dad, can I get this BB gun? I'm like, no, you can't. Yes, you can get that. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I I do enjoy being able to go back now in some of those movies that I enjoy more as a kid, seeing my children and how they enjoy it. And then sometimes, man, it's funny. You watch a movie as a kid, you don't pick up on some of the stuff that's said. Mm, Some of the adult stuff. Yes. Yes. You watch it as an adult, you're like, Oh. Whoa! Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Hold on like here. Motes, I remember the first time I watched <laughs> Shrek as an adult, and I was, like, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's what they were talking about." Yeah. Oh, that's what they were talking about. I was like, "Oh, this is different. I like it." <laughs> that's number eight for you, Christmas Story. I dig it. That's got to be in the top ten. Come on, man. Uh, number eight for me, Arthur Motes, Home Alone, two. Okay, I like it. 
I like it. I, I was I was curious to see how we were gonna play that in terms of when it's movies that have sequels. Do mm. we are we allowed to put? I'm not even allowed, but would we put both up there, or mm-hmm. would we just choose? All right, we'll go one, or will we just say the whole franchise? That's always mm-hmm. that's just being specific. I like that though. I love the you know uh, the, the every scene where he has the recorder in that movie is hysterical. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite lines from any movie is in that movie when when he gets asked, "Do you want two scoops of ice cream or three? Mm. And he goes, three. I'm not driving. It's ah. just, it's, it's a great, it's a great line. Home Alone two. That's number eight yeah. for me. For me, I always think of the room service part because for some reason, <laughs> my son is obsessed with room service. Every kid, I, I loved when I was when I was G's age <laughs> obsessed I, with room, I love service. The room service. You know what my man told me the other day? He was like, Dad. uh... I know it's, it's it's Corona going on because he didn't say he didn't say COVID. He's like, yeah, I know Corona's going on. So, Dad, I got my mask. But what happens if it's a zombie apocalypse? Could we go to like a hotel and, and with the hotel still have room service? I said you went from Corona with the mask to zombie apocalypse, but it's okay as long as the hotel has room service. As long as we can stay in the room. And he's get like, he's like, Dad, will they have room service if it's a zombie apocalypse? You know, you I, said, I, I, I don't know. You know what you should have said? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. You should have said. Well, hopefully the hopefully the room service staff doesn't get bit by these zombies. Yeah. I'm like, this is so crazy. But anytime I think of Home Alone That's 2 funny. and I think of that room service scene, I instantly, I'm like, my yep. son, he's obsessed it's with room service. I just don't best. understand it. It's the best. <laughs> Are the boats number seven on yes, your list? Yes, indeed. All right, now here's where we get a little funky, okay? I have The Shining. Ooh. Absolutely. Ooh. Here's Johnny. Ooh. And for those that may think that it is not a Christmas movie, you look at when the setting takes place. That movie is definitely in the wintertime. It is filled with snow. In fact, it's around Christmas time. I love that movie. In fact, my son loves that movie. He walks front house soon as he sees it. Here's Johnny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where's he at? <laughs> he doesn't know what it means, but he loves it. He just loves it. He walks around all the time. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. That's great. I'm like, all right, all right. That's great. So, yes, The Shining, bro. I you love can't it. go wrong with The Shining. I love it. Number seven for me, a movie that almost didn't happen, a movie that launched the directing career of John Favreau, which if you're a Star Wars fan, you should be thankful that that happened. No because question. Because this man is producing magic for the Star Wars universe. No question. Elf. Mm-hmm. The movie that almost didn't happen mm-hmm. that is now we could not imagine Christmas mm-hmm. without it. I need I need to see what's in your top five because you have Elf right on the outside. I got Elf at number seven. That's 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 big. Will Ferrell, Elf is dope. Will Ferrell. I know. I know. Will Ferrell. Uh, man, it just, that's an all time great holiday movie. You know, one of the movies that when that movie came out, people forget this now because Will Ferrell. I mean, he's been yes. he's been the guy of this past generation, but. Mm-hmm. People forget, like, there was, was a lot of risky. questions. Can yeah. Will Ferrell be the lead in a movie? Yes, he was, that was just risky. the SNL guy right. at that point. And I think he had, what's the, what is love? Uh, Maybe. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was really his only, like, big. He, mm-hmm. had, he had had some smaller side roles in movies, yeah. but it was his first lead movie. It's fantastic. It's a classic. It's yeah, that, wonderfully that's, that's cast. All of those other movies that we've seen from him after the right. fact. That, yeah, launched, that launched everything. And you know what? Are you ready for this take? Uh oh. Don't right. say it's his best movie ever. No, 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 oh, no, God no. Oh, God Don't not. do that now. Don't do that. I'm not. Okay. But I don't know if there's a lot of Will Ferrell movies without him playing that role. Like, Buddy the Elf, yes. Buddy the Elf had to walk so that Ricky yes. Bobby could run. Yes. Bobby the Elf had to walk yes. so that Brennan and Step Brothers but, 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 could, they're, could they're run. They're all the same as <laughs> right, Buddy the Elf. Right. It's right. just take the, co- take the Christmas costume off, put racing suit on. Take the racing suit off, all right, put on regular you clothes. You got a Step like, Brother like, now. Yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> 
number seven for me, Arthur Muggs. Number six oh, on I your like list. It. Yes, so for number six, man, I got to go with The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's another classic, man. Let's just be real about it. I always I, I ask my wife this too every time Halloween comes around. I'm like, babe, do I need to watch this during Halloween or do I watch it during Christmas? And my wife didn't give me the answer. My oldest daughter did. My oldest daughter, KK, she says to me, she says, Dad, is the word Christmas in the title of the movie? I said, yes, it is. She said, well, that's a Christmas movie. It's that simple. It's called The Nightmare Before Christmas. Not The Nightmare Before Halloween. Not The Nightmare Before Thanksgiving. Not The Nightmare Before, before New July. Year's Eve. The 4th of July. No, 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 no. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. And it just happens to be an awesome movie. It's good enough for me. Good enough for me. So, so shout out to KK for that. Number six on my list, just another absolute stone cold, undebated classic: Christmas Vacation. Mm, okay, Chevy okay. Chase, you gotta love it. If you if you come from a big family that gathers for Christmas, everybody knows those in law scenes and, and all of that. Obviously, cousin Eddie, just all the iconic moments in mm-hmm. that movie. Number six for me, Arthur Motes, close to the top five, but not quite cracking it. Christmas Vacation. I can dig that. Now we're into the top five. I'm Arthur excited Mo- here. No, wait, hold on one more second. Let me play the Gateway Clipper horn one more time. Arthur Motes, your number five move, Christmas movie of all time. I started to make a change right on the fly. I started to. I was very much tempted to. I should go with what I have written down because I wrote it down <laughs> at the beginning of the You know what they day. say when you're taking tests as a kid? Never second-guess yourself. Go with your original gut instinct. But what if I second-guess my initial gut instinct anyways? Cool. What if my gut at the beginning was second-guessed uh, already? You, you know what? You just need to cut your eyelids off. And don't blink. Bump it. Against popular belief, doing something that people may not understand, but the nostalgia associated with this movie, the soundtrack associated with this movie mm. has really opened up my eyes and my ears mm. for the holidays at a very young age and really set the tone for me for this tradition that I've continued. But my number five movie is The Preacher's Wife. Ooh. Denzel Washington, Whitney Houston. What are we talking about here? I love it. I mean, you talk about the, the spiritual element of it. It's an awesome movie. You got big time actors. I and love then it. the soundtrack afterwards. Man, literally my dad. So my dad, little transparency, my dad taught at the same school as me that I went to throughout my uh, two years of middle school, right? So seventh and eighth grade. We were riding to school together every single day. You realize from Thanksgiving to February, not even January, till February. That's all you listen we to. We listen to The Preacher's Wife every single day. I can tell you the order of the songs and how it was going to come. I can tell you every ad lib, every intro. And this is now, mind you, this is my dad who at the time, let's see, if, if I was 13, 14, 15, he had to be in his, you know, Late thirty, uh, probably in his forties. He was in his forties right there, right? And literally, me and him both in the car every morning, six a.m. singing preachers' wife. He hitting Whitney Houston part. I'm hitting Whitney Houston. He doing up. I'm doing this part. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. <laughs> so for me, the preachers' wife, man. So yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did no, it. No, I love it. All you right. see some things that I did here in my top five. Uh, but for number five, I've got a movie that you already mentioned already. Jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. It's they play off each other. It's hilarious. Sinbad was so the, funny the, in that movie. The, the jerk next to the snotty, stuck up, ah. pretentious next door neighbor. And they put some chains on those tires. It's 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 a perfectly cast movie. And then you get ah, come on, you gotta get the turbo man. Come on, you're right. What was that guy's name? I couldn't stand him in that movie. I uh. you know what? I hate him, which is a real testament to the actor. Hold on, hold on. I'm about to pull it up real quick. Real testament to the actor. I mean, it's just. You get the Mall of America scenes with all the bouncy balls. That was pretty awesome. Like it, it's 
Phil Hartman. That's Ted. Him. That's who Ted. he was. Oh, Ted. Oh, oh. Ted, I would uppercut Ted in that movie, Ted man. Ted is Christmas cookies. I couldn't stand Ted. <laughs> You're right, though. That is the sign of, of a good person. Like, like you're killing your role if I can hate you in real life because of your role. Like like Skylar White in Breaking Bad? Like, like oh, couldn't stand Skylar? Or like Tariq in Power? I, I could not stand him. Yeah. So many characters. I know you're not yeah. Game of Thrones. There's a lot of characters like that. There's so many movies. You're yeah. like, bro, That's I, when I you know the acting is phenomenal. Guy, when you want to punch that person in yes. the face through the screen. Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's solid right there. Solid. Number four, Arthur Motes on your list. Oh, yeah, man. Now, this one is not family-friendly. This is not for the children. I know where you're going. All right. Hide the kids. Hide the wife. But the movie for me is Bad Santa, baby. Give me Billy Bob Thornton and give me good old Bernie Mac. Oh, man. That was uh, was, was number 11. That was my honorable mention. That was my first movie out was Bad Santa. I love that movie. Yeah, but don't watch that one with the kids. And and, and don't forget Tony Tony Cox, too. That's my guy. He's he's the little elf in the movie. Talk smack the whole time. I love it. It's, it's, dude, that's one of my favorite movies, bro. Like literally, so I remember it my first time watching, and this was, and this was for me. It came out. I was, uh, I was around college time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm at that age where I'm able to get movies by myself, and I'm like, oh, all right, let me just get the best. And I'm a Bernie Mac fan. I wasn't really a Billy Bob Thornton fan. I just knew him from Angelina Jolie. Yep. So I'm yep. like, all right, I'll check the movie out. Dying. And sure enough, as soon as the movie comes on, I'm like, holy cow, what are we watching here? Let's go. <laughs> Arthur Boats, I have a, I have a theory, I have a theory crazy, that like bro. every successful actor, actress, they were born to play one role. Yes, yes, Billy Bob yes, Thornton was yes, born for Bad, yes, bad Santa. And yes. he's got some great roles, but he and, was born and, and, and for Tony Bad Santa. And Tony Cox was born to be his trusted elf. Golly, man. Just like just like Arthur Motes, uh, number four on my list, it's the role that Macaulay Culkin was born for. Oh, yeah. It's the first Home Alone movie. Yeah. And I know this is a big topic of debate for a lot of people this time of year. Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? They're both great movies. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, the big difference for me and the reason why I have Home Alone ranked, what, five spots here, four mm-hmm. spots ahead of Home Alone 2? John Candy. I yeah. mean, come on, folks. You can't beat the John Candy cameos. Uh, I got Home Alone, number four, Arthur Motes. And we move along mm-hmm. to number three. Top three. All right, here we go, here we go. Now, initially, I had this one as a two-parter, right? I had two movies listed here. But I feel like that's cheating. It is a little cheating. It is cheating. So I'll list both movies, but I'll tell you which one I actually have at number three. All right? So the two movies that it came down to was the original how the Grinch Stole Christmas, released oh, in 1967. Okay. You know how I love mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. And then you had the remake with Jim Carrey. I love both of those movies. They touch my heart. Like Jim Carrey kills the role of the Grinch. Like his whole, won an Oscar. his whole I'll, disposition. I'll, I'll, go to, I'll go to my grave saying that. Yeah, his disposition, the way he like just his mannerisms as the Grinch. Like eight hours to get into makeup he for that every day. Killed that role. Like yep. was perfect for that role. I can't say that's the best role for him because he has Ace Ventura, which is that's the role he was like, born like, to do. Was Ace Ventura? We, we talk about roles just for like Ace. <laughs> like he was you know born what's funny to be too, Ace. In the bro. sense of how these things work together, like the mask had to crawl so that the Grinch Absolutely. could run. You know, what Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of similarities because the mask there. was fired too. There's a lot of similarities yes. there. Absolutely. So you've got those. So two I have three. those two. I had I had them at three, but what I'm gonna do is this: I'm gonna have the original, the 1967 okay. one, okay. at three because that was the first movie, the first Grinch that I was introduced to. Gotcha. So I was like, you know, gotcha. I'll just go original like that. But that's why I had him as a slash there. I got you. So is that just number three? Or I'm just leaving that as number three. Two? I'm leaving that just okay. solely gotcha. as three. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. 
My number three, and see, you've gone off the board a little bit for some of these. You know, The Shining, The Preacher's mm-hmm. Wife, you know, movies that people might say, oh, wait a second. Uh, this is where the I Preacher's go off, Wife is a Christmas movie. This though. is where I go off the board, Arthur Motes. Number three for me is Goodfellas. Ooh. I guess that does, I mean, it does take place during the winter time, though. And, and don't you remember the scene in the bar Absolutely. with all the Christmas lights? Yeah, and, no, it, it what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing with the winter yeah. coat? It was it, a gift. It, it definitely. What are you doing with the new, with the new pink say, car? I'm going to say that definitely takes place during the holiday. Listen, if The Shining. Is a Christmas saying. movie. Goodfellas is definitely in that same variety. And you know the Euler family tradition. You know in house Euler. It's brunch and Goodfellas on Christmas Day. I with it, bro. That's number three for me, Arthur Motes. Now into the top Uh-oh, two. Oh, here we go. The disrespect must stop now. Okay? <laughs> all of the hoopla, all of these other <laughs> ranking of movies must stop now. The number two all-time Christmas movie is Die Hard. Okay. It's that simple. Welcome to the party. All right. Welcome to the party, pal. But but, but let's be real. People are, 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 you know, it's a little polarizing because some people say, well, it's not a Christmas movie. It definitely is because it takes place during Christmas time at a Christmas party. Think about that. Mm-hmm. It don't get more Christmassy than that. Uh, speaking of lines from, oh, you throw quite the party. You know, it was at the Christmas party when everything went down. <laughs> and let's be real, man. I absolutely love that movie. I mean, I love the whole franchise, but that movie right there sets the stone. I mean, that sets the, the, the stage. And, I mean, it's just great acting all around the storyline. I mean, the dramatics, the, 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 I mean, everything you want. Napoleon you want. wept because it, there were no more worlds to conquer. I love that, man. Um. And and now his name's escaping me. Um, you talking about not Bruce Willis, but are you talking about Alan Rickman? Alan, Hans, Al Rickman, Gru- Hans yes. Gru- Al Gruber, Rickman. right? Jeez, oh yeah. man, I can't believe I forgot Al Rickman's. Yeah, I know Hans like his Gruber. real name. Uh, you want again, perfectly cast. Yes, Bruce yes. Willis, Al Rickman. I mean, yes. they are phenomenal. Al Rickman is one of the all-time great yes. movie villains. And shout out to Holly too. Holly does a good job in the movie. That, that's the wife. She does a good job. And then what's the dude? Oh man. Ah. Uh, 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 the, 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 the father from uh from Family Matters. Oh, John Blank with his name. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my gosh, what is this dude? Oh man, <laughs> Reginald. Reginald. Re- Reg- Reg- yep. Reginald. Is, is, his name's Dwayne in the movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. Re- is Re- Reginald is like Johnson Vell, Vell Johnson, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is definitely him. The yeah, the, the father of Family Matters. All right, that's that's the guy. That's the guy we talk about. And Moats, Bubby, I'm your white knight. There we go. Because I was hoping this was going to happen. We do have a similar. We have the same for number two. I was hoping we were going to match up on one of these. Okay. okay. I got Die Hard number two. There we go. Let's get it. Let's get it. So now, all that's left is your number one Christmas movie of all time. Well, I was going to say, anybody that knows me and you should already know based on the process of elimination of what we named and what we haven't named. So for me, I know what yours is, but for those that don't know what mine is, it is Home Alone, the OG version of Home Alone. I mean, does it get any better? Literally, I was just watching this movie the other day. We can watch this movie every my day. My wife has watched this movie seven times. Like, like, like seriously, seriously. I lo- like my whole family. We love this movie, and I still can't pick what's my favorite part of the movie because I'm like, I love the scene where he first, you know, he, he's in. They got the towel on. He's by himself. He puts the aftershave on. Ah! Like I love that. But then I also love at the beginning of the movie where he's like, uh, where, where, where uh, Butts is uh, eating all the pizza, and he's like. Oh, all right, mm-hmm. and he goes and like gets the rumble. I'm like, I love that. Buzz, your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Loki's great line for that movie too is the end when uh when they all get home and the dad's like, you went Christmas shopping? Oh, and yeah, Kevin's yeah. like, I got the eggs, milk, and fabric softener. And, and fabric softener. Yeah. I say that to Morgan all movie, December. Bro. Anytime she's like, I'm going to Giant Eagle. We need anything? I always got the eggs, milk, and the fabric softener. Bro, and then to to me like a scene that I'm always in tears at is 
number one when the iron hits my man in the head, but number two when that went when when Kevin McAllister puts that tarantula on that man. Oh my god, <laughs> yo! It's just incredible. just seeing the dynamic between Marv with the with the spider on him and freaking out, and mm-hmm. then when he when he sees it on here, he's like, "Don't move." He's <laughs> like, "What is it? Don't move." What is it? <laughs> and he hits him. I got him. I got him. Some guy oh in there got wasted. God. Snakes. You ever it's heard that snakes? Name? Snakes. Familiar. Snakes. Sounds real familiar. And are the most just like if anybody who's listened to this show for more than fifteen minutes, particularly yes. during the month of December, knows what your number one was going to be. They know, and I've said this before, Arthur Motes, there's only two people that could walk into this studio mm-hmm. right now, and I would be starstruck mm-hmm. like a little kid. I'd be weak at the knees. I would be Jim Carrey and John Mayer. Yep. Jim Carrey and John Mayer, which obviously mm. means that, yes, number one for me, a little different from Motes, because I love the OG Grinch as well, too, I do. But number one for me is the Jim Carrey Grinch. Um, he's my favorite yeah. actor of all time. I mm-hmm. love that movie. It's an incredible performance. It's a true Christmas movie in that sense. The, 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 the Grinch. I just love when he's like tippy toeing around. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, so we're way overdue for a break here. We come back, we'll get more into the Steelers, or I should say, we'll get back into the Steelers. We'll have our five star matchups looking ahead to the Indianapolis Colts. We're, we're humbled and excited to be in these five star matchups. Five star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Arthur Motes, five-star matchups on the other side. It's Euler. It's Motes. Hour number two coming at you. Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Feeling festive. Well, that's good. Me too. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR, hour number two. A lot of Christmas conversation, of course, some X's and O's as well. One of the, I think, things that we do best here on the show in terms of X's and O's conversation is Arthur Motes' five-star matchups. It's a real simple concept, folks. Before the Steelers play, we tell you the five matchups that are going to determine the outcome of the game against their upcoming opponent. This weekend, of course, that is the Indianapolis Colts, the 10-4 and Indianapolis Colts coming to Heinz Field on Sunday. So what are those five matchups? What should you be keeping an eye on? Who? Are, uh, what are the real X factors out there for who is going to win the game? Well, it's time for Arthur Motes to let you know. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. All righty. It is time to talk about a little five-star matchups on a Wednesday. And I like it, baby. So to start it out, man, you know what we got to talk about, man. It starts up front, and I'm talking Cam Hayward versus Quentin Nelson. Mm. Now, people remember last year, Cam got after Quentin, got after him so much that people started to question whether or not Quentin was still the best guard in the NFL. And we said that was very disrespectful too, Cam Hayward. So with that being said, I'm looking forward to the rematch. I'm looking forward to both of these guys having a good-on-good scenario in a game with a lot of stakes on the line for both teams. Remember last year it was earlier in the season, and the stakes weren't as high. At this particular part in the season, 
it's a lot riding on it for both teams when you're talking about division ramifications, division playoff ramifications, seedings, yeah. everything on the table. So this is a game where you talk about your A players playing like A players. I need this matchup to be won, and I need to be won clearly by my man Cam Hayward. For sure. That is, I tell you what, that's a five-star matchup between two five-star players. People don't understand. Like, you, you talk about one of the best matches on the field, that's going to be in the conversation. That is good on good. Oh, yeah. Five-star Friday. Five-star whatever day you're listening to this Wednesday, on. Tuesday, Thursday, don't matter. One of them days. I'm going to stick with Friday since the game's on a Sunday, right? Okay. It's the five-star Friday. Five-star okay. Friday matchup number two. It's all fun and games, so they move it to a Wednesday. <laughs> Never mind. All right. <laughs> the second matchup that we got to talk about is Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson versus T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Now, T.Y. and Zach, man, they've, they've become, you know, Phillip Rivers' favorite targets. Now, we already know what T.Y. Hilton is. We know he's a deep threat. He's a guy who can take the top off the defense. Had a huge completion to ultimately get them the, the go-ahead score in that game last week against the Texans. But also, Zach Pascal is a guy, man, he's sneaky good, man. He finds ways to get open. Does a good job in terms of sitting in the zone spots and stuff like that. And Phillip Rivers has a nice little rapport with him. That showed up as well in that Texans game. But we already know what Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson are capable of. We've seen them match up against top-flight receivers multiple times this season and have a lot of success this is a game where they're going to have to continue to be like that understanding that philip rivers man he likes to take chance with the ball he's going to challenge those guys he's the ultimate competitor i need joe hayden and steven nelson though to win way more way more of this matchup against ty and zach baby that's a good call that's another that's another that's a good on good matchup there as well arthur yeah, we talk it's almost good like gun. these are two double digit win teams yeah it's something crazy like that huh Five-star Friday matchup number three. All right, so now we got to go to these inside linebackers, baby. And with this particular set of inside linebackers, I'm projecting. I'm projecting okay. because as it stands today, one linebacker of this list technically is not available, right? We're okay. talking about Vince Williams here, okay. right? Yeah, he hasn't been activated just yet. Not officially, correct. Stay or two away, and then he'll be officially activated off of the COVID list. So with that being said, the inside linebackers I want to talk about are Vince Williams, Avery Williamson, and Marcus Allen versus Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Listen, Jonathan Taylor, dude, good. he is good. If you watch him, he does not look like a rookie. If you watch him, he has a great physical run demeanor. He's elusive, does a, a good job of setting up his blocks and just being patient. He checks a ton of boxes. And then his running mate, Naheem Hines, he can get after it as well, and he gives you a little bit more in the passing game too. We know these past couple of weeks since Vince has been down, the the the, the lack of run, you know, the, the lack of tackle for losses, the lack of just sheer, you know, elite level run stopping ability right. that we've been accustomed to. We right. haven't been seeing that. This is a game where even though it's going to be Vince's first game back since being on the COVID list, he's going to be challenged in a big-time way. The Colts, as much as they love to throw the ball with Phillip Rivers and, and hit T.Y. Hilton and some of these other guys, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are who they run their offense through. They want those guys to be featured. They are more dynamic when they're running the ball. And behind that offensive line, they've been able to have a ton of success. So, with that being said, you got to make this team one-dimensional. So, it's going to come down to these inside linebackers. It's going to come down to Vince. Avery, Marcus, it's going to come down to them, number one, being short tacklers in the open field, but number two, being very gap sound hmm. in terms of A gap, B gap, run responsibilities. Because these guys, man, these two running backs, they do a great job of capitalizing on just the errors of these linebackers, man. We've seen multiple times on tape where they're just out of their gap, and, you know, Taylor and Hines, they find a way to spurt through for a 15-yard gain. So that's going to be critical this week. 
Yes, it is. Gotta stop that run game against the Colts. Have to. That's that's. Whew. That should be the first one. <laughs> well, Cam Hayward and Quentin Nelson relates to the run game as well. You're absolutely so you, right. You, you know, you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Here's on my first rodeo. Five Star Friday. <laughs> Matchup number four. All right, now we got to get a little high stakes here, man. We got to talk about big play potential, and taking away big plays. Ooh, we're talking Minka Fitzpatrick versus mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers. Mm. We know what Minka is. We know Minka has been a turnover magnet. We know Minka has been a big play machine. We know Minka does not like the taste of losing. Hates it. That's why I love him. He didn't do much of it at Alabama. Nope. He hasn't done a ton of it yet. And is that, well, maybe that first year with the Dolphins. He didn't have a choice. He was drafted there. <laughs> you don't choose where you're drafted. It's kind of like when you're born. You can't, you can't choose your parents. <laughs> you know? He couldn't choose that he got brought into Miami. But afterwards, you saw he, he took care of business to get out of there. Yes, he did. And now he's having a ton of success again. But at the same time, we know what Phillip Rivers is. Future Hall of Famer, a guy that, man, has been lighting it up. And even at this stage in his career where, you know, from a physical standpoint, he might have taken some steps back. Mentally, he's still very sharp, and he's still finding ways to help those Colts win. As weird as it is watching him play, some games he looks really, really good, yeah. and some games he looks average. Yeah. But at that stage in, your, in their career, I mean, you're seeing that happen. It's not just... Rivers, we talked about here in Pittsburgh with Ben. We've talked about Brady, Breeze, Breeze Tom like Brady, yeah. all of those guys. They're gonna have those type of moments during the season. But either way, he could be in his best. I don't care because Minka. If Minka's on, Minka's gonna cook. So that's the one that I'm really looking forward to, man. Minka capitalizing and taking advantage of Philip yeah. Rivers, man. Got to make it happen, baby. Uh, two straight games without a turnover for the defense. Yes, need some splash. No, no, no. One, uh, one. Do they have one against Buffalo? Yeah, they have one against Buffalo. Yeah, actually, had two versus Buffalo uh, in the first half. Remember the picks. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first one. This is the first one in a while. First one in a while. Yeah. And you know what? Steelers are second in the NFL in turnovers. Mm -hmm. Colts are third. Whew. So we do not uh -oh. want to we do not want to lose the turnover battle again like we did on Monday night. Especially not to the tune of multiple Correct. turnovers. Arthur Motes, you know what they say about that? <laughs> That's what we don't need. That's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> and finally, finally, uh -oh. five star uh -oh. Friday. Here we go. Will he do it during the holidays? Jingle all the way. <laughs> matchup number five. All right. Now, the fifth and final matchup that we got to talk about is hopefully the return of James Conner. But even if he doesn't return, Benny Snell versus Darius Leonard. Now, listen. Mm. Listen. Anyone that has heard me talk about defense and heard me talk about Darius Leonard know exactly how I feel about that young mm -hmm. man. He's good. He is an animal. I love his game. Huge fan. Rangy, can hit, big play capable, and he's from a small school. I was shout, just out, say shout out to my one double A guys. My, my FCS guys. You know how you know how I feel about that. But at the same time, Benny Snell is coming off one of his better performances of the year. This is one of the better rushing performances that we've seen from the Steelers in weeks. And you're anticipating not only like I said, having Benny Snell play another game like that, but you're looking at having Kevin Dotson return. That's going to help you boost that offensive line. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, the potential return of James Conner. Either way, Conner available or not, both of those guys, Conner and Snell, they're going to have to win. They're going to have to challenge Darius Leonard, not only as a runner, but as a passer. That defense, man, when, when Darius Leonard isn't playing great, that's when that defense is vulnerable. But the only time you've seen Darius Leonard struggle is with backs who've made him miss, guys who are, are really elusive, guys who can challenge him, you know, in space. So that's why, like I said, man, for Benny and Connor, a little bit different in the approach of how you challenge Darius, 
but you're going to have to challenge him more so from the physical standpoint this time, whereas Darius is, is usually accustomed yeah. to the smaller scat back style. So different, but still can be very effective. But you got to have that mindset when you walk in, man, that you're going to hit this guy in the mouth. You have to have that mindset that whenever I matched up with him, I'm winning. That has to be the mindset in order to be successful because Darius is a dog. Yeah. No lack of physicality this week. Not at all. So Arthur Motes, and that's a very physical bunch. That, oh. That's the funny thing. They on both sides of the ball. They are. They are physical. For for a dome team, they're they're physical. Yes, they they are very much physical, man. Uh, Arthur Motes, one more time. The five matchups for anybody who might have missed it or might just want to double check their notes. Absolutely, man. We got to start out with Cam Hayward versus Quentin Nelson. You talking five star versus five star? It gets no better than that. Then from there, man, the number two match we got to talk about is Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson versus T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Man, this is going to be a high-flying, man, good-on-good matchup right there. I'm excited about that because on both sides of the ball in that matchup, you got big play potential. Mm -hmm. Then from there, man, we got to talk about Vince Williams, Avery Williamson, and Marcus Allen versus the double running back tandem that they have in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. It's going to be a challenge for our linebackers, man, in terms of the physical nature and in terms of the open field tackling. They better respond. And then from there, man, we got to go Minka versus Phillip Rivers. I Ooh. mean, dude, we're talking about a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer versus a future Hall coming, of Famer. I mean, I, I didn't want to throw it out there in year, in year three for the guy. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's lofty. All right. But but either way, you're, you're going against a young up and coming star in this league, Minka Fitzpatrick. That's going to be fun. Get your yes. popcorn ready. And yes. then the last one, man. Big time challenge for Connor if he's available or Benny Snell or potentially both of those guys versus Darius Leonard because Darius is going to challenge those guys. Darius is a, he got voted in as a Pro Bowl starting mm -hmm. linebacker. Oh, my God, Tremaine Edmonds for a reason. Mm -hmm. Only time Tremaine Edmonds gets slighted, and I don't have an issue with it <laughs> because of this guy right here, all right? So with that being said, man, I'm excited to see how Connor and Snell respond to this challenge, man. How do they respond in, in terms of that physical nature and setting the tone against a linebacker like that? It's a big response game. I think that's something that we're all looking for from the Steelers on Sunday. Two, uh, two double-digit win teams, two teams vying for a division title. Mm -hmm. It's a five-star matchup at Heinz Field. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. So everything's on the table, folks. we got two more segments to go. We'll get to your reaction. You want to talk Christmas? You want to talk Colts? Anything else for us? Uh, like I said, it's all on the cookie table. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, we're hoping that it snows this week, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. If you want snow, just go look outside. We still got some residue out there. I mean, there. that's true. <laughs> There's some residue snow out there, man. Don't trip. It's all right. <laughs> oh, Arthur votes. Arthur Come on, votes. man. You know it's always glass half full over here, baby. It's always, it's always glass half full. You think we're going to let you complain? It's nah. always glass half full. Nah. Uh, let's get back to some of the reaction here on the Twitter.com. 
Arthur Amote. Uh, Randy tweets, hey guys, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Hope you have a safe and fun holiday. We've, we've had a few people that have just tweeted us, you know, Merry Christmas uh, to everybody who's chimed in. I know I sound like a broken record at times, but we appreciate you, Power Grid. Merry Christmas to you guys as well, too. Merry Christmas. And uh, and we appreciate you guys listening, because if you weren't listening, I mean, we probably wouldn't be doing this. There's there's a reason that, uh, that the Steelers are one of only four teams in the National Football League that has their own radio network. It's because of Yin's guys that, uh, that listen and tweet us all the time. And so thank you. Everybody have a fun and safe holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. If, obviously, too, if, if you're one of our listeners and you don't um, you know, celebrate the Christmas holiday, whatever it might be for you, happy holidays to you. Uh, healthy and happy new year. And, man, let's, uh, let's put this one behind us. Let's get, to, let's get to better things here in 2021. Um, Randy, though, wants to know, what are your favorite snowed-in activities? Oh, man, for me, when I get snowed in, I'm not going to lie. I like to binge on movies. Yeah. Movies and video games, baby. If it's a snow day, oh, wife, you already know. Babe, we're not getting out this bed until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. <laughs> she hates that, too. Because, like, for me, I got this thing where now that I'm retired, I have a rule. Like, I will not get out of my bed before 830. We've discussed this. Like, like mandatory. It's not happening. Wifey, she wants to get up, like, oh, let's get my coffee. I'm going to get the dogs ready. I'm going to this and that and that. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I, I didn't, my, my days of waking up early are over, okay? No more 4.30s, no more 5 a.m.s. I'm done with that. Leave me alone, Debo. Don't text me no more, okay? That's how I feel. So for me, man, when, when it snowed in like that, man, I'm solely thinking, man, we watching movies. Mm-hmm. And you said, definitely got to do that. I'm definitely going to be on the game. Heavy. Oh, you on that Xbox. Heavy. You on that station. You on Heavy that, I know, on you on that Call of Duty. Game. Absolutely. And then, because I'm, 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 it's weird, right? I like to do holiday stuff. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like you know, like some people they don't like to do the hot, like the, the, the. Oh, I know you got the Santa oh, it's, Claus it's so suit. cheesy. Like that's too cheesy. It's too holiday. It's too mm-hmm. holo- holiday. No, no that's like no it's such like thing can, for you, baby. Can, can we make hot cocoa with with the uh, marshmallows, please? Like every time it snows, every time you're like, bro, we really we just had this. No, 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 please, I need it again. It's it's snowing outside, yep. and I have to put my bathrobe on. Because oh, I have to drink my hot the cocoa mo- with, the my, with, with my bathroom. Like, like, I open up the window. Like, wifey hates it. I literally open up the blinds and every <laughs> downstairs, you walk downstairs and literally every blind is going to be open. natural light. Because I want natural light. I want to see the snow. I'm going to have my fireplace on. And I'm going to keep telling her about, man, this looks like a story right here. Mm. This looks like something in a movie. This looks like something out of a movie. This, this should be in a Hallmark card. And oh, she's going to say, I, I heard you the, 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 the first, first time, the first the 30, times. 40 times like I heard it. I'm like, no, 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 babe. You don't understand. You don't understand. Just, just look at this. That's how beautiful you are today. Like, you don't understand. It's something about the snow days, look man. This, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> I just and get see, real cheesy, man. I can't help myself, bro. This is where the duality of man comes in here, Randy, because uh, I'm an activities guy on snow days. <gasps> Ooh. I want to I I take the dog out in the woods. Okay. I, I want to go sledding, or I want to play some pond hockey. I like it. Yeah. But I mean, there are times too where I just want to sit at home and be a homebody as well too. But see, maybe it's because I do I'm, love the winter activity. Maybe I'm a self guy. I don't. I don't want to be outside when it's snowing. That's that's my one thing. I don't like cold. Yeah. See, I don't want to be like driving around or yeah, going places. I, I, I don't want to be outside. But I can go hike through the woods. Yeah. I can go sled around the corner. Honestly, I can I can go down the street and play pond. As hockey. weird as it sounds, I prefer to drive in the snow. 
than to be outside I when it's snow. I can see that. I can see you. You I, know, I, I'm not an outside. I'm, I'm not out there. I can guy see anyways. you in the big range. All yeah. right. You, I know you got the Christmas music bump, but you probably got like the Rock and Rolling Stones Christmas music yeah. bump. It, it, it's gonna be Rolling Stones. It's gonna be some Motown. Like we we doing that type of Christmas music. All right. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, the lit one, Rebecca. Lit, 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 lit. Uh, says, thanks for bringing all the smiles for two hours a day and making me feel smart when I talk to my brothers and dad about the Steelers. <laughs> You're, that, I love it. That's, I, hey, that's, that's what we're talking about right here, man. That's what you we're know, talking it's about. It's funny. My mom says the same thing. My, you know, my mom tunes in from time to time when she can. Mm-hmm. And she said that she always feels – my mom's a nurse at UPMC, and she said she always feels smarter when she talks to you know to her patients and to her coworkers <laughs> about, the, about the Steelers because she could fake it enough from listening to <laughs> – us. I'm not gonna lie. I get that by a lot of people too, bro. Like, like people that you wouldn't even expect. Sometimes it's like, oh dang, all right. Well, well I'm, I'm glad to know that, that we, you know, we were, uh, we're, 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 we're helping you out and giving you that extra info to, to you know, kill it around the the, the, the tables during the holiday season. <laughs> they can be like, oh man, wait, man. why why the still is already? No, no, no. Actually, see what's going on. This is what's going we'll on. See, the this is what's going on. Here's what happened. Now, I will ask you this though, and here's why. And I'm sure, like, I'm asking you this question. It's almost a rhetorical question because Uh-oh. I know what the answer is going to be. Here we go. But do you at times, like, you have family members and friends and stuff that you only see a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time you see them, you want to catch up with them. But they just want to catch up with you about the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have, have, so, I have so Yo, many, man, what's going on with you in your life? so many cousins. Bro, man, and, talk about Big Ben, and, man. What's this <laughs> going on? But, yo, how's your daughter doing? Man, what's going on with James? Is Connor going to be available this weekend? Like, bro, man, I heard your mom was in the hospital. She she good? Like, she alive? Yeah, she's straight. But, man, what's going on with Coach T, bro? Like, can we get the – I'm like, you yo. Guys bought a new, you guys bought a new house. Yes, how's, bro. how's the place? Ah, it's pretty good. But, you know, in the basement, I, I got dents in the wall from punching things when the Steelers lose. You know how mad I was against the Bengals the other day? Were you mad? I was mad. Do you get mad as a former player? Because I get pissed off as a, as a fan. Do you get mad? But but talk to me about, like, what are your holiday plans? No, no, no. I, I, but, but listen, we got plans. We'll get to that. But talk to me about, man, did, did you see the performance? Like, yo. I've told right. you this. I've been at the I've been at the uh, the combine the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always during my birthday. So I've been away from my wife, you know, by myself in Indy for my birthday. So every time, usually when I'd get home from the combine, she, you know, like, let's go to dinner with some of your friends or whatever. And she would always, the first time that I went to the combine, and I came home, she had a little, like, it, it'd be wrong to call it a surprise. You know, uh-huh. it was just like, I got home, and she was like, hey, tonight we're going to dinner, you know, with Garrett and Andy okay, and, okay. and you know, some, some of my buddies. And uh, she was like, don't worry, though. I told everybody they're not allowed to ask you about the combine because I'm sure that's the last thing you want to talk about. Oh, man. <laughs> it is funny, though. You're right. I'm like, how's the new house? Yeah. How's the job? How's yeah. school? How, you know, like. Because it's like that fine like, line of like, like, well, what's going on with the offensive yeah. line? Because <laughs> it's that fine line between like, all right, we're going to talk sports because we're both sure, fans. Sure, we always do at some point. But at the same time, it's like, don't, like, I don't like, want to just it's talk like, that. Yeah. Like, you like, know, I, I do. a lot of other things yeah, you know I want to like, talk about. Like, like, I want to talk about more than just that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is funny, man. It doesn't matter if it's holiday gatherings, if it's graduation parties, if it's weddings. Everybody always wants to talk about the Steelers. And don't get me wrong. I love talking about yeah. the Steelers. But that's what I do for a living. I mean, you want to talk about something else? But we're, we we love uh, – we man, we, we love this. We love our – you know, anybody who listens to us during work, um, whatever it may be, we, we love – like we're spoiled in that regard, Arthur Motes. And it does, you know, as, as much as like sometimes when people – you know, when I just want to break and people want to ask me what's going on with Big Ben, at the same time, I do I, – like, it, that does mean a lot. It does. Um, and, and, and you know that we love you guys, and we are very thankful for you. 
this holiday season. Uh, we got some more tweets rolling in here. We'll get to the last of them. Um, when we get out of here, we'll give some final thoughts on Steelers Colts, on the holiday season, on everything. One more segment to go uh, till we take a break for the rest of the week. So, oh, man, Arthur Motes, speak now or – I mean, you're, you're holding your tweets for a long yeah. time. Long, long time. Long, 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 long time. So get them in. Last chance at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Now, this is a this is a proper Christmas song oh, right here, Arthur yes. Motes. I know what this makes you think of. You already know, baby. I'm home alone. I'm at home alone right Isn't now. Isn't there something just about a song that sticks and stands out with a movie moment? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, those songs mm. just... Hit like you seen ten things I hate about you. Absolutely, Heath Ledger. Come You're on, just too good to be that, true. That song is forever associated with that movie. Twist and shout. Yes. Uh, Ferris Bueller in the parade. Mm-hmm. Don't you forget about me. Breakfast mm-hmm. Club. Uh oh. You know it's a great one. Listen, baby. I was about to say, come on, road the Titans, baby. Yeah. The Titans. If you don't go there, like, oh, what are you wait, doing? Wait, what about hold on? What about white chicks? And I need you. Oh, yeah. Trust me. And that, 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 that song, that movie had everyone singing that song <laughs> word for word. Solely because of that movie. I had never, I heard that song before and I, I didn't, I would never listen to it. I watched that movie one time and I listen to that song every time now. The whole way through. I'm trying to think of other, um. You know I'll walk a thousand miles. <laughs> uh, what about in, uh, uh, Stuck in the Middle with You and Reservoir Dogs? Oh. In like that torture yes. scene where he's dancing and yes. to the left of me, good to the right. Uh, Jason wants to know what our favorite Christmas song or carol is, and he wants us to sing it on air. Oh, well, I, ain't, I ain't doing all that now. Wait, I just did man. some singing there, Jason. Yeah. I mean. Listen, we, we know one person sings on this show, and one person <laughs> ad lives on this show. Okay. Uh, breaking news, Arthur Motes. Hopefully, it's good news. I believe here it is good news. Let me just double check real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for Hold it. Hold on. Wait for it. Little suspense. Ha ha! There it is. Uh, Vince Williams activated from the COVID list. Money and returned to practice today. Officially official. I like it. Favorite uh, Mozi. I'm weird. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love the classics. A lot of the songs we just played too. In terms of favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. No I song. I, I don't oh, know. I mean, who's favorite Christmas yeah. song? I know. I got mine. What's now. yours? Uh, Nat King Cole. Yeah. Chestnuts. Great roasting one. On an open fire. It's a love great that song, one, man. Once again, a lot of my stuff when it comes to this is going to always go back a little bit to, like, my nostalgia. Yeah. And for me, man, like, I remember hearing that song as a kid on the radio. It was like, oh, man, this is nuts. I don't and know. Then, yeah, I don't feel as passionate about one yeah. song as I do, like, the movies. Well, and I was also going to say I another reason all, why. I just love all the songs. I was going to say another reason why, like, I really enjoyed that song. So my grandfather, he was he's a singer um, over in Canada and stuff. Okay. And that was one of his, like, big remakes that he did up there. So nice. that was another reason nice. why I was like, oh, well, shoot, my granddad, you know, he kills this song. I love the original with Nat King Cole. You know what? This going to be my song. And every time I hear it, I, I, I always like, yo, I can't unhear my granddad version, but I still love Nat King Cole version. So that's why I always say that song, baby. 
Oh, I love it. We did get some a few predictions rolling in today, Mozi. Okay, Mozzie. okay. I feel like we should uh, let those out here. Uh, Jason says Steelers 17-13. to 13. Mm-hmm. Low scoring one. Steelers find a way to win. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got a few tweet predictions, score predictions. Joan has the Steelers bouncing back big time, 31-13. to 13. Uh, Annie says Steelers squeak out a dramatic last-minute victory, 17-10. to 10. See if we got any others here. Uh, Randy goes Steelers bounce back in a tight one, 27-24. We got any more here? We got any more here? Yes, we do. Randy, Steelers 31, Colts 24. That's okay. a popular one. Okay. Uh, and Chris says Steelers 21, Colts 17. Defense or special teams uh, gets a touchdown. I think that's I think that's what we got in terms so, of the predictions. So, so everybody week, got Steelers winning though. Everybody got the Steelers winning. Did you talk to Batco? <laughs> I did not. I did not talk to Batco. But you know what? I will. I'll. I'll get his official okay. so that we can have it for the record sheet. I'll say, for yeah, the yeah, end yeah. Of the year make, make, make sure you get Batco in there I too. I will man. text him and get his official prediction before Sunday for sure. And you and I will will, will share ours as well. Uh, but I, I I can't give an official prediction on a Wednesday. I just can't. Yeah. I, some of you would think it's a cop-out. I'm with you. But i got to wait and see the Thursday practice reports at least. <laughs> like, Thursday is the earliest I'll, I'll make a prediction. And also... I'll make a prediction if, on a Monday. If you, have, if, you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, Arthur Motes and I are uh, we're trying to change up the mojo here a little yes. bit. We did things a little differently. You know, no song this week. We're not giving our prediction. We're trying to just... We're trying to kickstart some, some good mojo coming mm-hmm. our way. Uh, so, Arthur Motes... I think that'll about do it. Last one here. Midwest Mouse says Steelers win big, thirty-four to six. Midwest Mouse is feeling the feeling mm, the okay. the get right. That'd be a get right game there, that Arthur. Would Mose. be a get right game. <sighs> I would actually love that get right if it was a get right. Sure, you ain't lying, Arthur Motes. I think that'll about do it for this week. Jeez. Wow, this week flew by. <laughs> actually, man, I felt like this week took forever. Man, it was just so much. Like it was so. Just tough on and topics this week, man, and preparing. You know, got the distractions <laughs> of like the family and the holidays. I mean, there's just so much going on, man, to, to, to muster up the strength, to muster up the focus, the wherewithal, to be able to come out here and perform the way we did today. Mm. I'm about to go to the parking lot and dance on the logo. Uh, last one, uh, Julian chimes in here. Julian, just before the final gun with the buzzer beater, uh, wants to know if there's any chance. Uh, that we could see anybody other than than Ben under center, basically. Like if if Mike Tomlin would consider benching Ben, giving somebody else a well, shot. Well, you know, there. a funny thing, and, and I don't think this will happen. But just because you brought it up about the, do we think we'll see another scenario where we get another quarterback in there? I personally don't. But don't it is funny if you watch the Colts on tape, they definitely use two quarterbacks when it's short yardage situation. Jacoby Brissett comes in because they will run the quarterback sneak off of that. They'll hand the ball off and they actually bootleg and let him throw the ball. Yes. They do this like every time. That's the crazy part. Like they literally short yardage. He comes in. I was like, I've never seen a legit two quarterback system where you have the guy. I've never seen that. That'll yeah. be like, all right, if next time it's 31, let's have Mason come in. Well, maybe the Saints a little it, bit with it, what yeah, they try and do with Taysom Hill. Right, right, but Taysom's still more gadget guy than, it's like, true. quarterback. Then, like, we're yeah. seeing him play quarterback now, but before right. he was still gadget guy. Like, they literally are like, Phillip Rivers, go off to the sideline. I, 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 it was I, Jacoby it's crazy. It's it crazy. Is. It is. Uh, yeah. I I think I've said this before, but it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Ben. Uh in, in, unless there's an injury concern or until he decides to retire, it's going to be Ben. The Steelers are not going to Eli Manning Ben. It's just not It's just not going to happen. You might disagree with it. You might, oh, wait. Hold on. 
Macho Man's here. Like, let him, Moats, can you open? Oh, can you, oh, oh. Can Randy, you Randy, what's up, Randy? Come let on, me, Randy. Let me let him explain this Randy, to you. Randy, okay? what's up, Randy? You gonna talk to us for a little bit, Randy? Ooh. And Merry Christmas, by the way, Randy. Merry Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. And I do like eggnog, but <laughs> when it comes to the potential of Ben Roethlisberger not being under center for the Steelers, uh huh, uh huh, it ain't gonna happen. Not, not, not a chance. You may not like it, uh huh, but accept it. Is it right? Is it wrong? Or does it matter? You may not like it, <laughs> but accept it. And just know I'm going to go drink some eggnog because the cream always rises to the top. Oh, there you go. There that man go right there. <laughs> All right, and there's my voice shot when I still have five more hours of radio to do here today. Oh, man. Uh, Motsi, it's been, a, it's, been, it's been fun, man. Um, even in the midst of this losing streak, that's what we love. There's, there is always it could always room be worse for laughter. I could tell you about a losing streak last year. Cool. It could always be worse. You know what, Arthur Motes? I think you like this. I this was in my wedding vows to my wife. Ooh, you gonna give me your vows? No, because uh, I couldn't remember dang. all of them. I was about to get excited. I'm like, man, this is so like my, significant you know, right here. I was about know, to my, drop a my tear. My wife and I, we were both, you know, like. English journalism broadcast, mm-hmm. you know, snobs, right? So y'all so, were very proper so we, with your so vows. we wrote our own vows. Very, very proper with um, the vows. I said in my vows to my wife that no matter what, I promise you, every day of our lives, we're going to smile and laugh together. Ooh. Even on the bad days, even on our worst days, okay. we're always going to smile, we're always going to laugh. Okay. Even on the worst days for Steeler Nation, even on some of the some of the uh, the yeah. sad days, the bad days, we're always gonna laugh. We're always gonna smile in the Electric Factory because ah, like because we have to, Arthur Motes. It's the only way to do it, man. Um, so Merry Christmas to everybody. Seriously, we appreciate you guys so much. Be safe, be healthy, enjoy. Hopefully, some downtime, some time off. If you drink eggnog, drink it. Cause the cream rises to the top. Yeah, yeah. Watch your favorite Christmas movies. Listen to your favorite Christmas songs. Eat your favorite Christmas cookies. And uh, and Arthur Motes will be back on Monday. Sound about right. Merry Christmas, partner. Merry Christmas. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh man! And I, no matter what happens on Sunday, we will have plenty to talk about. No question. And plenty to look ahead to to Week 17. So we'll talk to you in high noon on Monday. And as always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24/7 home of the black and gold, <gasps> Steelers Nation Radio.